Hi everyone, it's Derek from the iReady podcast here and this is my reaction to the 2-1 loss and the 4-2 loss on aggregate against Malmo tonight in the Champions League qualifier round 3 leg 2. Shambolic, utterly shambolic from the team. There's really no much more I can say than that but I'm going to try and sum this up obviously. From the way we played in the first half to the way we played in the second half, it was chalk and cheese and there was certainly a common thread in it though. The up front was diabolical, it really was. Apart from Morelis' goal, the crossing and the, the deliveries were absolutely shambolic. Combine that with another four minutes of madness in defence, absolutely criminal defending and you're never going to get anywhere. Malmo are not any better than what we've came up against in Europa League the last two seasons. We've made them to be out to be a fantastic team. They sat in when they needed to, they put us in the break when they needed to do, they showed the intensity when they needed to, and they sat back. So granted, they were good that way, but they're no better than what we've played before. We play a hell of a lot better than that, and we had a lot of possession over both ties. But what's the point of having possession if you give cheap goals away and you can't cross a ball and you can't put the ball in the back of the net at the other end? Absolutely pointless. This game, we had four changes from the Dundee United game. It was a full full house as well. And our third choice top was just released today and we wore it for the game because apparently Malmo never brought their, their full kit. Mind games perhaps, I don't know, but... To be honest, it's another time we've introduced a new kit and we've lost the game in Europe as well. It's an absolute honking kit. I don't want to see it again. That's maybe superstition, but uh, it's, it's just horrible kit. And again, it goes into another loss. But we lined up McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Balligan, Barisic, Arfield, Davis, Aribo, Wright, Morelis and Kent. On the subs bench, we have McCrory, Bassey, Lundstrom, Hellander, Hadji, Itton, Simpson, Patterson, Kelly, Sakala and Hogarth. So the first half over all that was more like the Rangers we knew for the first 30 minutes at least anyway we came out the traps on fire fast paced chasing every ball hunting the ball down hunting the Malmo players down when they had the ball not giving them an inch and most importantly we were not being timid with our challenges and we weren't getting intimidated by them either we were passing about well getting the ball into space the only disappointment of the half as I said was the deliveries could have been a lot better and we never really had many clear-cut chances, and that was because the deliveries were poor. Kent was running about being busy, but his deliveries were poor, apart from the one cross that he did do very well tonight, which we ended up scoring the goal from. That goal came on the 18th minute, and Morella scored. Kent got the ball on the left side at the touchline, he cuts inside, and rather than passing it to the overlapping Barisic, he whips in a great cross to the back post, and it hits off Morellis's shoulder, I think it was, right into the, the corner past the keeper. Maybe a bit of fortune there, I've, we've all seen it about a million times now the replay and it's still inconclusive where the ball actually hit off uh, whether it be his head or his shoulder um, but it went in the back of the net, take it every day of the week, um, Just it was a great cross one of the very few we did tonight and you know 1-0 up, that's us right back in the tie where we wanted to be and playing some great football at that time just not, not doing much with it, unfortunately. Moment of controversy on the 34th minute where there was a long ball played up into our box. McGregor comes out and handles it what looked like on the edge of the box, certainly on the line. Certainly if it was on the line, it was perfectly legal. The linesman was near perfect vision to give the foul, but he didn't. And the referee, who was about 30 yards away, was not in a position to see it. And he gave a free kick and a yellow card. Now... As far as I'm aware, if that was classed as a deliberate handball outside the box, that should have been a red card. Even the commentators were kind of intimating that as well. 
just a, a really shocking decision from the referee and linesman there. You've got to give the benefit of the doubt if it's inconclusive. You've seen it on replay again. Granted, the referee and linesman have only got the, the benefit of seeing it live time and in and, and real time as well. We've seen it several times and it's still inconclusive. So how you can give a free kick and a yellow card. And as I said, the yellow card's nonsense because it arguably then should have been a red card. So making it up as you go along with the referee there. After that point, Malmo started to come back into it. We dropped off, maybe because of the intensity we played for the first 30 minutes. We got the goal in that 30 minutes, so that was great, obviously, but Malmo did start to come back into it, but anything was really mopped up. It then got a wee bit scrappy, and then probably the biggest moment of controversy of the game, Malmo went down to 10 men on the 46th minute. Bonky Innocent, what a name as well, we highlighted him in the first first game. He was sent off for a second yellow card. He had only been given his first yellow card maybe about five minutes earlier for holding off Morelos. Clear yellow card. His setting was, was for a challenge on Goldson where he's shown the studs and he did slightly maybe make contact there. He's shown the studs, so you've got to argue, you know, it was, you know, you can't show the studs and go into a challenge like that. The way he angled his, his leg and almost as if he had kicked out as well. In that respect, he can't have too much complaints about it. However, I would have said Goldson's shown as much studs as he done. It was probably a harsh second yellow, harsh red card. But at the same time, he put the referee in that position where he had to make the decision. So on the balance of it, it was harsh, but you give the referee the decision to make, you know, he's going to take it. He, you know, he's got to make that decision. So we've had it against us similarly, so we'll take it every day of the week. But that was maybe the thing that changed the game completely because in the second half, we were nothing short of diabolical. We started off the second half much like we started the, the second half of the, 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 the first leg last week. The only difference is this game, we had the man advantage but you wouldn't have thought it because we should have had that extra player to pick up every single ball going forward. We were woeful. We couldn't string a pass together. We couldn't keep the ball. Malmo were all over us and that resulted them in scoring two goals in another four minutes of madness. All born from shocking defending once again. Absolutely criminal defending. 53rd minute, there was a throw in from the right. A simple pass to the centre. Granted, it was a lovely reverse ball through to the player, but he was the only player who was in in the area of our box. Two players, the two defenders were mar- were meant to be marking him anywhere, nowhere near him. Their attacker hits the shot and slides it past McGregor's right side. Criminal marking. It was a simple ball, a great you know reverse pass, mind you. But where was the marking? He was the only player there and he was goal side of you as well and how our defence allowed them that space to get the ball and then get a shot off, criminal and then four minutes later Malmo made it 2-1 on the night, 4-2 on aggregate similar piece of play but this time from the, the, the other side a throw in from the left, four players got dragged out by the two players of uh, two attacking players of Malmo there, one touch with the receiving player, the eventual goal scorer in the box, he flicks it round his two markers and then hits a shot into the back of the net. So that's six players outdone by three of their attackers there. I, I, I'm just lost for words with that defending. Welcome to two years ago, because that is the standard of defending. From there, all Malmo had to do is sit back, and that's what they've done. Tightly packed the defence. It needed changes. We did make a couple of substitutions, but again, far too late. All we done is the same tactics over and over and over and it's the height of madness and again welcome back to two seasons ago 
try to get it down the wing, try to put the cross in. It either never beat the first man or it was overcooked. I could understand putting a ball in when their defence is we and we've got big or and or we've got big attackers. But it was the complete opposite. We've not got big attackers and they had a massive defence. What was the point? We're trying to do nothing. Sakala did came up, come on eventually. He was quite lively. He was trying to get the shot off early and through the middle. Unlucky with a couple of them. A couple of them blocked as well. Morelos the same, but largely trying to put crosses into absolute no one. It was the same as two years ago. What has changed in this team? It's not just a case of tonight that, that this has happened. It's been all season so far. Poor, lacklustre defending, moments of madness and trying the same shitey crosses in to absolutely nobody. Absolutely abysmal. We dominated possession in the game as you would expect, but what's the point if you do nothing with it? Now that's three games we've lost on the bounce, the first time in six years that's happened apparently, from a team that defended so well last year, who lost so little last year as well in games. I think it was only three games all season we lost last year, we've now lost three in the bounce unacceptable it really is the crowd showing up tonight was was fantastic but the players never delivered so we now go into the Europa League qualifier I've not even got a clue who it was because it wasn't arrogance it was expectation that we could do this because we had more than enough quality and I've seen the comments on Twitter all already tonight some of it outlandish blaming the board yeah do we need a wee bit more quality Potentially yes, but this team we've got two sets of teams, granted we've got a few injuries and suspensions there, but we've got two sets of teams that should have been more than enough to put away this team tonight. It was down to players switching off at the wrong moments and the poor tactics from the management about playing the same cross balls into the box time and time again. As I said, next week we've got the Europa League qualifier. I think it's an Armenian or a Kazakhstan team. It's one of the two of them, I think. I'm not too sure. Uh, but we need to up our game because we could be out of Europe altogether this year if we continue on this track. Another massive game on Friday as well against Dunfermline in the, the League Cup. We go into that game potentially almost in crisis mode now because we lose that game there's going to be heads that need to roll after that and there's you know we've lost out in the Champions League money now we go out the cup this could be a disaster in the waiting complacency was always going to be a big thing about this season and certainly it's it's already happened we've been complacent the recruitment has been arguably okay but the players have completely switched off and I don't know if that's been a, a player mentality thing or that's came from the management, but something needs to change and very urgently. So the game against Dunfermline, Dave and I unfortunately won't get to see him. Dave's working and I've got prior commitments as well. So uh, there won't be a post-match after that, but we'll try and get a podcast out next week uh, before the Europa League game anyway. So all that's left to say is thanks for listening and goodbye.